You want to send me your feet? Or- Full Circle is brought to you by KH Industries, Connecticut's leading neighborhood landscaper. Check them out on Facebook for a quote today. Welcome to Full Circle with Nick and Fred, your favorite podcast for pop culture, sports, internet stories, and more. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Fred. Yo, what up, Circle people? It's Full Circle with Nick and Fred. But mostly Fred and Matt. (laughs) We got IG Matt with us. Matt, say hi to the people, buddy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Guys, you know what it is, all right? You know the show. You know the drill. We got Moment with Matt coming up. We got Songs of the Week coming up. We got these wild internet stories you probably haven't heard about. That's what we do. This is Full Circle, baby. Let's get into it. Nick, what you want to talk about first? Um, Yeah, so as we told you guys, at the end of 50 episodes, we're going to do a little reset and do a, like a little season two or whatever, right? Still going to be the same season show. Season two. Sorry, just Season two. No, as Fred said, no, you hype it up. It should be hyped season up. Season two. So, we want to know from you guys. Uh, we want you to DM, DM us on Instagram. What are your favorite moments from, like, the first 50 episodes of the show? Like, DM some favorite moments you guys got. Like, maybe you like Fred's dumb ads. Maybe you like uh, you like jazz. I don't know. Maybe you like something yeah, maybe, else. Maybe done. you like jazz. Guys, it could be anything. It could be Matt's moment. It could be Nick's uh, fun facts. It could be Nick's crappy obsession to a corporate hand sanitizer. We don't care. Get involved at full.circlepodcast on Instagram, guys. Follow us, like us, smash that subscribe button. You know the drill. You know the drill, all right? Nick, getting into that. Matt, you're after him. Favorite favorite times on the show, guys. We've got almost 50 episodes. What do you remember most? What do you like most? What do you hate most? What do you got? For me? Oh, Any boy. <laughs> my uh, For me personally, I think I would... Well, first is my first uh, guest appearance uh i thought that would that's that was fun uh also uh the ads i think all the ads are great uh developing all the segments new segments along the way those are probably all my best moments my favorite i feel that i feel that nick how about you bro Yo, I loved trolling you with me amore. Oh my god, dude. You can't remember you can't even forget what was that stupid song you picked before we got our intro outro. What was that called? Oh, pop dance. Pop, oh, pop dance. <laughs> trolling him with pop stupid dance every pop dance, that little dude. <laughs> bit of time. Absolute banger on what is it? Ben Sounds royalty free music, baby. Ben Sounds. No, I was. You know what's funny is like I don't listen back to our stuff a ton because obviously we're the ones recording it. You know what I mean? But I dabble here and there, and man, dude, we had some weird stories like that whole thing about Nick finding that. Remember there was that whole like military coup right behind a woman doing fitness. We had that conversation. We had the whole thing about mental health, like getting serious for a little bit. Like we've been all over the place, bro. It's been an adventure. I'm enjoying it. Been a crazy 50 episodes and we'll have another crazy 50 episodes coming up. You know it guys. You know how you say season two in, uh, in Spanish, Matt. Hmm. Season. Saison de. Yeah, I don't know the word for season. I totally made that up, but de is French. So, I mean, I mean you know, somewhere on par. It's foreign. It's foreign. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, Guys, Nick, I don't even, I can't even lead into this. Just just jump into your next topic. What, 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 what do you got going on here? What, what, what is this? Okay, so, guys, it is insane how much better people look nowadays than they did back in the day. All right? So, this past weekend, I'm sure some of you know, some of you don't know. 
Phil Mickelson was the oldest person to ever win a golf major. He won the 2021 PGA Championship at 50 years old and 11 months. Oldest ever do it, right? That's crazy. He's beating these 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds. So at the end of the tournament, right, when, when they're like he's waving the crowd over, they show a little infographic, and it shows Phil Mickelson in front of the other, the other three oldest people to ever win that were like older before him, right? It has a little picture and their name next to them. And... It is insane how like how he looks at he's older than these people by a couple of years. He looks so much young compared to them. I'm gonna just go through real quick these people. So before Phil, Julius Boris, he won at 40 years old, he won the 1968 PGA championship. And he probably looked like 10 years older. He probably looked in his late 50s, early 60s, right? And then Jack Nicholas at 46 years old, he won the 1986 Masters. And again, he looked like 10 years older than Phil, right? They look way older than Phil. Now, the third oldest person to ever win a major championship is a guy named Old Tom Morris. At 46 years old, he won the Open Championship in 1867. And oh my goodness, I need both of you right now, really quick, to Google Old Tom Morris. And everyone, everyone listening right now, real quick, Google Old Tom Morris and take a look at this man. At 46 years old, he looks like he's 70 or 80. He has the oldest old man beard I've ever seen in my life. He is old in his name. It's just insane. Did, did you guys get a chance to Google it yet? Oh, my goodness. Dude, he looks like he's got scoliosis. <laughs> yeah, and when he's crouching down the putt, yeah. He Dude, it doesn't like look like he's going to make it back up. This looks is like crazy. a cane. This is crazy. Yeah, it looks like he's holding himself he's up with the a club, He's got the Santa bro. beard. He's got it all. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that you I, – I, I did see a little bit of this because um, I'm going to jump in here, Nick. It was held in South Carolina, uh, which is obviously not far from my parents. And it was – my dad likes golf. My family likes golf. So I was keeping an eye on this. Um, but, dude, it was it was actually really windy. It's right off the, – the course that they played at is right off the ocean. So insane winds. People were – the pros were struggling. Um, I watched, like, the open a little bit of the opening round Thursday and a little bit of Friday's rounds. And Mickelson was actually down. He wasn't even really leading the whole time. And then Saturday – I think it was late, late Friday or early Saturday, he took a lead and pretty much held it throughout. I mean, he was killing it. So it's crazy. But I'm sitting here – I got I to, gotta, like, explain my mental thought process on this because it's stupid, but it's fucking hilarious. So I'm sitting here and Nick, you put this on like early, like end of last week. You put this on early. Like it's been sitting on here for a minute. And I was like, what does he mean people age better nowadays? And then I'm thinking, like, wasn't George Washington? I could be very wrong here, but wasn't George Washington like in his 30s and he had like wooden teeth? <laughs> um, I'm not I'm, sure about that. I'm not sure either. I'm gonna have to Possible. do some. Re- I will legitimately research this for next episode because I'm a massive history buff and I would love to know this for facts. But I remember hearing that George Washington he, he didn't live to be very old, from what I remember. And it's the same thing. Like you look back at the founding fathers, Nick. Most of them looked. I mean, granted, they had like the powdered wigs and it was like cultural shit. But it's kind of the same with that old old Tom Morris. Like that. That's like normal for that time frame. You know what I mean? Like the pocket watch and the and the leather coats and stuff. Just like. You know what I mean? And, and the little, like, you know, male boy hat. Like, I don't know how to explain the Congo hat. Like, it's just normal, you know? And, like, we've so far passed that. I think it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, life ex- – I wonder what life expectancy was. This man was um lived till 1908. 
and he he was born in 1821, old Tom Morris, Nick. I'm going to look up life expectancy. I'm going to let you kind of take back over. I'm going to look up life expectancy in the late 1800s and just see how long people live, dude. That's what so, I'm going to look up. Real quick, George Washington lived until he was 67. And why do I hear music playing? Is it only me? Do you guys hear this? I no. heard it. Yeah, it was the intro. I hit a button. I don't know how I muted myself, so that doesn't make sense. But go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Get back on point. Yeah, George Washington lived till he was 67. He was like he was like 30 or 40 when he had wooden teeth. So yeah, you're kind of right. It's just insane. It's insane. Matt, hmm. did you have something to add? Yeah, Matt's hand was raised. I expect well, to hear some things. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say it wasn't, it wasn't about George Washington. It was more about what you were saying with the topic of Phil just in general. Um, yeah, it's kind of just crazy how like the age doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, I mean, I guess over the years, it was like Fred said, it's kind of generational cultural, like back then that's what you looked, but nowadays it's like, there's, everything's changed. Society's changed where you can, you know, not look as old as you are. And it's not, not saying Phil did anything. I mean, Phil's just, you know, he kept his body in shape and I know some people argue with golf. It's, not as strenuous, but still, he's in good health. Um, he's hitting the ball just as good as the uh, people in their 20s and 30s. So hats off to him. And I think it's crazy how he's able to turn back the clock, so to speak, and well, I'll uh, say, win. I'll jump in on this, too, on the back end of your thoughts, Matt. I just want to throw this out there, too. I mean, we all golf. We all go out. We got that tournament coming up. I'm hype about in August. But, like, you go out early in the morning. You play a full rounds day, and we use carts. And by the time we get out, we're like – you know what I mean? Like we're 80, yeah. you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I, I mean, can't be the only one that feels that way. You know what I mean? No, I do. I, I'm not, I, I mean, I, it takes a lot of work to do what he's doing. I mean, he's been doing it for so long and he's been at it for, you know, a couple, three decades almost. That was the other to thing. It, and he's, he's won a lot when, when he was younger and, and kind of stand still for many years. And now he's battled back and, Got back in the winner's circle at the longest course in major championship history and won it. Well, that was one of the uh, the highlights of the whole thing, like the history made in that in that tour or in this championship. Nick, uh, he's the first player, I believe, it was to win in three different decades. It was three or four different de- decades, yeah. something like four. that. It was four, 90, yeah, these two thousands, two thousand tens, and now two thousand twenties. Yeah, that's that's insane to me. That's absolutely insane. But guys, I did get the answer on this, and I'm going to make you feel even more cringe. Okay, life expectancy from the 1500s to early or did around the year 1800 um, throughout Europe. Obviously, they're using Europe as the as the uh, focal point was 30 and 40. So most people didn't live beyond 40 in <laughs> up to the 1800s. So that's why your man there looks like he's about to heal over any given moment, Matt uh, and Nick. That's insane. This is, I would have thought he was 80 looking at it, and that's the vibe the, but like or, modern medicine and yeah man it's it's that's wild that's just it like i was sitting there i was like why would nick put this in the stupid podcast outline there's your answer baby because it's right in front of your face what's up nick what do you got real quick one more i have one more guys for everyone to google some of you probably already know it some of you old sports fan google george blanda right google image him right now now look at like the fourth image on google images of george blanda that's him near the end of his career playing. Look at how old he looks. Tom Brady is basically his age, how he looks right now. And Tom Brady, it looks so young and perfect. And he's the same age as George Blanda is, basically in that fourth picture on Google Images. It's insane. I, I this is it's crazy. 
George Blanda looks like your grandfather who just retired from like an engineering job. And he's going to tell you about how he made like toothpaste the way it is. You know what I mean? Like he's just got that vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he that's, some stuff. it's just, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain it. The evolution of human anatomy, I don't know, anatomy, See, something, whatever, whatever it is. There's something in that where it just, it's totally changed. And it's not it's even like, I, mean, I don't really know per- like well, specifically, I think it's like that if too. Phil or Tom Brady did something to their body to keep, I mean, they're professional athletes. They spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars on their body and their meal plan, et cetera. You can get all into that, but I mean, still, it's like, it's, it looks like Tom Brady's still like 30 and 25. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of everything. Modern medicine, availability to information. I mean, some of these guys, you know, they even this, these athletes, you know, they've played sports, but like football wasn't what it is now. I mean, of course you age sooner. You're getting your butt kicked. Now you even look at the quarterback. You know what I mean? The lead, like life changes. So it's just fascinating. It's a very interesting topic. Guys, if you haven't Googled those two names, it's George Blanda. Um, looks like he played for the Raiders back in the day. Don't know if he was a quarterback. Looks like he could have been. He was. And then uh, Nick, who's that? Sound? Old man Tom, old Tom something? Old Tom Morris. Old Tom Morris. Look up those two guys. They were literally in their 40s, okay? Like, I don't know how else to express that to you. If it doesn't concern you, it should. But this is – it's just crazy. Like, I, it's one thing that, you know, you kind of kind of goes by the wayside. Life expectancy up there now, you know, it's not uncommon to see people hit 90, 100 years old. And back in the day, you'd be lucky if you hit, uh, you know, 40% of that. So – just craziness, absolute craziness. I think us, I think we, we, we got to thank McDonald's guys because whatever they're putting in those burgers, keeping you alive. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But I mean, Nick, what, we what's know up you with, eat lots of McDonald's. So you're I do not live. actually, not since I moved down here. It is all Bojangles, baby. This episode brought to you guys by Bojangles. Nope, disgusting. No, disgusting. Moving on. The Bulgari so, biscuit today. Disgusting. Moving on. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Belarus playing. What's up? Yeah, we got I got two like little world stories for all you guys. So I think some of y'all have heard of this, some of you might not have, and that's why I had to bring this up. The Belarus plane jacking is absolutely insane. Now I've know I've told both of you guys about this before uh, the podcast, like a couple of days ago. So both of you guys kind of know a little bit about this, but for the, those of the audience who don't know, a little background: the country of Belarus is basically ruled by a dictator. Who, uh, who who is said to have rigged an election last year, and many people have been like protesting against him late, uh, like the past year or so. And he's very brutal at putting down protesters and arresting them for like simple things. Like here's an example of how brutal and like how he's just basically a dictator. Some lady was walking around the city wearing white. You know, you'd have those white like Hanes gym socks that have a little red stripe at the top. Well. The old Belarusian flag was a white flag with a red stripe in the middle of it. And that's basically the rebel flag. And she got literally arrested for wearing white socks with a little red stripe on it. So that's basically how insane this dictatorship is going right now. So now that we've got that like background, so you know it's like a dictatorship there. So last week, Irish airline Ryanair, like a passenger plane, right, was making a flight from Greece to Lithuania. On the way going to uh from greece lithuania you fly over belarus you go over belarus airspace so on this plane is I'm, i know i'm not gonna say his last name correct is it roman roman Pro- protasevich a belarusian political activist who's been living in refuge political refugee in poland and is still like trying to help the people of belarus he's trying to like help them out any way he can get out of get out of being under this dictatorship 
So he's on this plane, and while this plane is flying over Belarus, the airport in Minsk, which is the capital of Belarus, alerted the aircraft that they suspect there's a bomb on board and they must land at the Minsk airport immediately. This doesn't make any sense at all because they're actually closer to their destination in Lithuania than they are to Minsk. And it takes them much longer to get there than actually going to their destination. So it really makes no sense. So obviously they really don't think there's a, there's any bombs on board and they just want them to land at Minsk. So they land the plane and everyone is strip searched. Like they're looking for a bomb and they actually even have a military fighter jet escort them to the freaking airport. It's just insane. A passenger airplane, which has nothing to do with Belarus, right? So they land at the airport. Everyone's taken off the plane to strip search. And this guy, right, they actually know he's on the plane. And they literally take him off the plane and take him into custody. And now, now the whole world is basically angry at Belarus because this is pretty much a state, a state-sanctioned plane hijacking. Literally, Belarus basically, as a country, hijacked a passenger airline plane to, to, to capture this dude. And it's just absolutely insane. And now Europe and the U.S., everyone is condemning it and demanding for his release. And now nobody is no longer flying over Belarus airspace. And it's just an insane story. And I don't know. What do you guys think of this? It's just insane. I just want to jump in and say some things. Like, I know we kind of had a, like a, 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 I wouldn't say heated discussion, Nick, but we had an interesting discussion about this before the show. And I'm not going to rehash into that because I felt like it was kind of a moot point and I was missing some things. but. Unless you want to, but we'll get into that in a minute. No, no. I think the crazy part about this story is not only is the story itself nuts, okay? But, like, what about all the stuff that we don't know? How did they know that this dude was on this plane? How did they know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds really crazy and it's a simple detail, but, like, how? Who narked? So, I actually actually didn't add this part when I was explaining the story, but... So, when he got taken off the plane, right? He was with his girlfriend. She got taken off the plane as well. And when the plane left, they were short six people. So there were four Belarusian KGB agents actually following him in the airport and that went on the plane with him and then they got oh, off the plane and mix. That's even insane. That's like, that's more insane than just the, like, the, I don't even know, man. Like, I'm not even surprised that some ridiculous government did some ridiculous government act. We see it all the time, right? But like, the, 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 the detail, like the the interest in this, what, like, let it, dude. This is what's wrong with the world, bro. Like, honestly, this is insane. Like, they literally I mean, the just spied on this dude. Can have incredible amount of intel and information on this person uh, by just you know searching in their whatever like the <laughs> their headquarters or database stuff, and they could just find them. I mean, and like we've talked about before, and flying is public record you know they had an airport air um they had their passport and airplane tickets and so they they knew for sure um and they could have done it at any point but the fact that they were in their airspace over the over their country and they basically escorted them down in a hijacking is i should i should escorting is a nice enough word there but (laughs) it's like seriously they just they could basically do whatever they want under this under this dictator and no one's going to stop them. The people can protest, but that's the, that's the sad reality of it. I know. I mean, I know it's a cliche and I know I keep always bringing stuff around to like bigger points, but dude, even with all the unrest in the States right now, like just, you know, the, the, the I don't even know the, the social justice 
situations and I'm not knocking them. I'm just being honest. Like it's, ins- you got to remember where you come from though. You know what I mean? Like th- this is such a wild concept. Cause like you never see a plane flying from Boston to LA and then Texas is like, no, 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 no. We want that guy. You guys fly down here. We're going to escort you by jet and we're going to take somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's such I a mean, foreign it's, concept. It's a little, I get what you're saying. It's just a different, obviously, because they're different countries. But I guess what you're saying, we're as big as Europe. So that's basically essentially what it would be like. It would be like but, a plane you know flying over no, Texas. So, Texas like land here now. And give us that dude. He's give dead. us that guy. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying it's such a weird concept to actually grasp because we're not exposed to this, Nick. Like I, I well, you know here's the mean? thing. Like, Everyone thinks this is weird. It's just not. It's not just us. Everyone over there is like, this is insane. This has never happened before. Yeah, they're the the people over there are just as upset as I mean, or, or shocked as we are yeah, over like, here because like they they believe the same thing. They're so surprised. They think they probably think that there's an actual bomb on board and that they're they're you know planes going to blow up. Their lives are going to be over and this is scary and they're terrified and then boom. But I think one you know, political most- activist just gets taken off. And with his girlfriend and arrested, and that's that. But I think and it goes beyond. Now they're that living with that, like tr- basically a trauma. I mean, like all the think about all the other passengers that had nothing to do with this commercial airline, especially. So I mean that, but Belarusian government or Belarus government does they don't care. They're just looking for what they need. I don't disagree. And we've seen this with like Syria and stuff like this before. I think the difference with this situation, what makes this crazy is that there's an unwritten rule across the world that you don't mess with the un, you know what I mean? With the uninvolved and you never touch civilian anything. So this is why I think this is such a crazy story. You know what I mean? It's, and I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not really going into. Oh, no, you're completely right with what you just said there. That's yeah. yeah it's just an insane one. You involve civilians and stuff like that. Like that's just insane. And that's, that's, why, the that's, why, that's arguing, why it's getting yeah, the just... attention. For sure. Yeah, it's just the way it is there. They can but do yeah. what they want. It's their government. I mean, I definitely want to, Nick, keep up on that. If you happen to catch anything, I hadn't seen anything on Twitter, to be honest. We haven't seen anything anywhere about this. So I don't know where you so, cited it, but keep an eye on it. I actually got one little update real quick that happened uh, the other day. They actually, cause so basically, you know, right, he's, he's their captive, right? They forced him to release a confession video that they released to the world saying, oh, yes, I did everything wrong or whatever. And his, his parents looked at the video and it kind of looked like he had like a little like bruise on his head and it kind of looked like his nose was broken. So obviously they're, they're, they're beating him up or whatever. He he just confessing on camera for just cause they're making him just yeah. so they don't kill him probably. It's just insane. It's some wild stuff, man. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And it just, I don't know. I just, I feel like I should be more surprised, but I just feel like you hear about these like dictatorships and these, these crazy power hungry areas all the time. I mean, you, that Syria thing was going on for a hot minute. You know what I mean? The Syrian lead, it was a, like you said, quote unquote, I think it was president and he's bombing his own people. I mean, it's just, it just, I don't know, man. I'm, this is why I'm thankful every day I wake up in United States, baby. That's it. That's all I have to say about it. Um, but Nick, another, you said two world news stories. You got another one about Antarctica. What's going on with that? Yeah. I don't know if you guys looked into this at all, but there was a massive iceberg that broke off the continent of Antarctica, like the ice shelf. And when I'm talking about massive, it is 100 miles long, 15 miles wide. You want to put that in perspective, the state of Connecticut is just barely over 100 miles long. And from where, as for all the local people from Ellington will know, Ellington, the town is less than 15 miles from the Massachusetts border. So basically the span of the top of Connecticut is literally a giant iceberg that broke off Antarctica. It's literally insane. 
Like, I don't want, I don't want to get into any global warming stuff. I don't want to have any debates about that. I just want to just talk about the fact how huge iceberg this is. It's just insane. Nick, that I won't is, make. Oh, go ahead, man. Uh, Sorry. No, I was just gonna say that is a massive iceberg. Holy crap! I don't, I don't want to debate it into a in, into a like a global warming conversation. But I just want to. I'll leave it out there, and we can turn this into a poll because I've been trying to find something. So we'll leave it generic. We can have another conversation at a time. Uh, plain and simple. Do you guys believe that it is global warming? Do you think this is supposed to be happening? Do you think it's accelerated? Do you believe in global warming? Yes or no? Period. And then we're gonna make this a poll too. We'll get it up on Instagram. Do you guys believe in global warming? I'm just curious. I feel like there. You know what I mean? You always hear about a split. You always hear about you know the um, extreme on either side. You know like Greta Greenberg's who are like you can't use aerosol cans, and then you have other people like we can burn as much fuel as we want. Nothing's happening. Yes or no? Global warming. Do you believe in it? What do you got? Um. Uh- Ah, do you want? Are you asking us? Do you want us to answer real quick or not? Yeah, like all right. Like, 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 obviously, we know like the, the, whether temperatures rise or cold, whatever. It, it is American in in like fossil. I don't know. Just in general, are so we just in general? Okay. Yeah. It's, do humans <laughs> are humans influencing global warming? That's probably yeah. better. Yes, yes, I personally believe so, and there's a little historical record to uh, like uh, confirm that. I don't know how how much we're affecting it, but I do believe we are. I think we're influencing it, yes, uh, to a certain degree. But in terms of an iceberg breaking off like that, mm, I mean, yeah, it's probably something to do with the Earth's temperature. That's another crazy it's thing. warming even... down there and more, maybe more time. I, I don't really know. I mean, that's what I would assume. There's no Titanic running into it, right? I just think it's crazy by sheer volume. I mean, like you've seen like videos, you know what I mean? Like national geographic, you see like that, you know, massive, like two ton piece of ice fall off some glacier in Alaska. And you're like, whoa, you know, yeah, I mean, imagine insane. the state of Connecticut like those... just falling in the ocean. <laughs> right. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like in the amount of time, it, like it slowly is going to probably like go away from the massive glacier that it was attached to. It's going to slowly year by year just move. Or melt? Who knows? That's guys. There is a solution. Oh, sorry, it's very very simple though. That. Very simple solution. What's the solution? Find the lost city of Atlantis. A golden city lost its seat. No, just... Dude, but... <laughs> wait. I have Everyone's an idea. Frozen. I have an idea. Right. Oh, we no. got this giant freaking iceberg out there, right? That's super long, right? Like a right. sixth of the size of Connecticut, maybe. I will probably take a really long time for it to melt. Correct. Facts. Why don't we go freaking live there and just claim it as our own country? Boom. Dude. Country full circle. Full circle country. And our flag will be that of the Black Cherry Merlot hand sanitizer brought to you guys by Beth and Body Works. I like ask it. Elon Musk if you can have some kind of like incubator thing for me or else I'm not living there. That's too cold. I want my own SpaceX pad. We're going to have to collaborate. Elon, if you're listening to this, I want a please, SpaceX pad. Please on help my, us on get, my... this, get us our own country. <laughs> I'll give you seven Still... doge. Still better than Belarus. All right. <laughs> so here's, here's the deal. For real though. All right. We're getting a decent way in the show. Matt, go ahead and get into those polls. I think we had three or four of them last week. Let's jump right into that and we'll get into Nick's fun fact. What do we got? All right, everybody. We had three polls this week. So first poll is uh, number one, which is more influential, song or movie? We had 28 votes, 17 for a song and 11 for a movie. Talks I'm happy it. with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. That's the way I thought it would go because songs are like shorter, easier access. You can switch it up by mood, whatever. But mm-hmm. movies are a little bit more in time developing, but they can be more like I feel like they're more influential if they're good. But if you catch like if it's a bad song, you skip it, you move on. If it's a bad movie, you're like, ah, damn, I just wasted an hour and a half, two hours of my life. Yeah. Fred, some people have more than a five minute attention span like yourself. 
Yep. Well, not everybody does. Next poll. <laughs> so the next poll is which do you prefer? We have 30 votes. Uh, it's album or a single. Uh, 19 for an album, 11 for a single. So a lot of people like the uh, the whole thing rather than just the one song. They like the collection of an artist. Work. Is it weird that I don't know if I believe these people? I'm, no one's ever sent me an album before, but I've been sent yeah. songs. Right. Uh, maybe because, you know, it's up to the people like artists and like listening to their work compared to just one song from a one hit wonder band or solo artist. That's fair. It's good. I insight. believe it. I, believe yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. I'm surprised by that one. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm surprised by that one. Yeah. No, I got it. And the last one. So which is worse to do? Uh, 32 votes. So it's under hype or over hype. We had eight for under hype and 24 for over hype. People do Ooh. not like Ooh. you over hyping things. Don't do it, everyone. So Fred People does all like the time. <laughs> yeah, it's me who does it. Are you kidding me? Nick it Sella, is. Nick Sella is the ultimate overhyper, dude. Dude, no, you literally overhype. That's you. Guys, guys, I'm Nick Sella. Is that work? And there's this mouse, and I cut it, bro. It's insane. Oh my god, guys. Someone send the text message with yo with a, like 10 O's and something <laughs> that's so like mainstream or something. <laughs> dude, you gotta watch oh, this we video. Love we love you. This baby blows a bubble. You gotta watch it. Funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, dude. I'm the, dude, I'm Nick Stawa, and dude, I'm telling you, man, like, it was crazy. It was there, it was standing there, and this guy was just in line at the, at the grocery store. It was, it had to be, it was nuts. It was nuts. I don't do that, Fred. No, nah, you don't even sound like that. That was a terrible impression, but whatever, dude. I don't even care. The ice cream's still mine. Uh, do we have any more polls there, Matt, or no? Nope, that's it. All right. Well, then, Nick, I'll let you get in the last. What, do we uh, get into this quick story about Tinder Robot, the Tinder Robot, and then we'll jump into your fun fact real quick. I almost forgot this this one. Yeah, it's just real quick. I don't know if you guys saw this. You looked at the article. I put it on there. Matt, did you read it? Nope. Okay. Neither did Fred. I know Fred doesn't read anything. So Bad. this is actually from Barstool, which I'm surprised you didn't read it. So basically, Tinder has designed this little like feature that. Whenever a guy sends a girl a message, right? If it tells that the guy sends like a stupid text message, it'd be like, like, like a creepy message or whatever, you know, just think of your generic creepy like, message. Hey there, I like your face. One of those. Yeah, like, you want to send me your feet or something weird like that, right? You send me your feet? <laughs> like feet pics. Maybe feet too. That's kind of creepy as well. You want to send me your feet? <laughs> Oh my god! All right, just keep going, please, God. Just keep. Going. Sorry, dude. I, I'm not a creep. I, I can't relate. <laughs> send me your feet. Send them your feet, guys. Just send them your feet. Yeah, yeah, guys. Real quick, Nick Sala, DM me your feet. Thank you. He's gonna get like eight Amazon boxes of just like severed feet. No, 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 no. At Nick Sala, DM me your feet. Anyways, yeah. I like paint toenails. So. <laughs> And so they have this feature that makes it so, like, if, if you send a creepy message, it alerts you. And, like, are you sure you want to send this, right? And Barstool Brob is a good point. This is actually not a good feature, right? Because when a guy sends a girl a creepy message, the girl knows, like, all right, this dude is a freaking creep. I will not meet up with him, right? I'm not going with him. So if they add this feature, right, the super creeps are still going to send a message anyways because they're fucking super creepy, right? And whatever. So they're going to know they're a super creep. But the guys that are just creepy enough, but still a little smart, like, oh, yeah, I won't send this yet. Yeah. So they won't send the message and they'll go on the meeting. 
they'll they'll meet up. Maybe he can fake it, fake it to her for a first date or two. That's not creepy. And then boom, he's going to creep her like the third date and she's not going to know what hit her. Boom. Boom. What do you guys think of that? Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Silence of the lambs. Listen, I'm going to jump into this. Okay. Stop using dating apps. How about that? I understand it's hard. I understand it's COVID, whatever. Go out in bars, go to parks, bring your pet. You know, your pet dog or snake or whatever pet you have, bring it out in public and meet some damn people. Have conversation with those around you. It's not hard. And then you can be like, oh, this dude is weird. And then you don't even have to worry about no stupid app. There's some stupid Tinder robot. Just do it the old-fashioned way. And rant. Do you have any thoughts, Matt? Well, I mean, you could still meet people in person and find out that they're creepy and you'd be in the same position. However, yes, I do agree that it could not, it's not a smart thing to do as well because these people could be, well, what they think is smart and just totally, um, cat, basically catfish their way to dates. Well, I mean, not actually catfishing, but you know what I mean? Uh, and then just put up a facade and then boom, be creepy. And then they don't know what to hit them and it's going to be very awkward and uncomfortable for them. So I don't think that's a good idea. I think Barstool is correct. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with Matt because by the time you realize they're creepy in public, they already got you in your van and you already got this burlap sack over your head and they're taking you to some undisclosed location in Iowa. Listen, it's just not worth it. Meet people in real life. You don't have to go through the mess. You don't have to send them your feet. Okay. And then it's all voided. Next thing you know, could be your wife, could be your husband. You don't know. You don't know. Oh, Nick, what? What? I mean, guys, one of the creepiest dudes I know is Fred. Don't take advice from him. Just use Tinder. It's okay. Guys, Fred Nick is, is just jealous because he's friends with me in real life. I've met his parents, so he's already passed the point of no return. Pretty sure they may. Granted, they haven't seen me much, like me more than him. Matt is the same way. His horse loves me more than it loves him, and, and it hurts their feelings, guys. But at the end of the day, you're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. You know what I mean? Nick, put your damn hand down. We got to move on. Just Do send me your bag. feet, Fred. Dude, <laughs> Never sending you anything again. I'm blocking. <laughs> what is the deal? Nick, give us a fun fact. Come on, keep it moving. We're getting late. All right, guys. Here's a good one that you guys may have heard. Some other people may have heard, but this is a this is a kind of insane. So Abe Lincoln's son, Robert Lincoln, was at or in the very close vicinity of three presidential assassinations. Yo, hang on. I got this, and I'm going to need Matt. Matt, you should be able to help me out. Okay. JFK. Yeah. Woodrow Wilson. No. Who are, who are the assassinated presidents? Come on. Mm, James Garfield or Garfield. William McKinley. I didn't and think McKinley was a Those are the three, other than his father. Yeah. Fred, did you Nailed think he it. was at JFK's assassination? I have no idea, dude. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I was just trying to think of assassinated presidents, and I didn't. I don't think I only. I think that was the only one I got right. Fred, I just want to let you guys know real quick. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was assassinated in 1865. John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963. His son did not live to he be like be 130 years old. His son could no. He could have been. No. His son been, was not a baby at the mm-hmm. fucking theater watching some dumb play. You don't know if there was a freaking babysitter at home. All right, but you want to know? Uh, he was at all the other assassinations <laughs> besides JFK. Okay. Abraham Lincoln, James A. Garfield, William McKinley. Right? Damn, right. Matt, that was impressive. All right, all right. Yeah, I got to read. Hey, I know. I don't. Don't ask why I know that. I just know it. 
All right, change an IG Matt's name to Historic Matt right now. Right now. <laughs> Historic God Matt. All right, no. All right, continue your story, Nick. Well, if you just want a little background, right? So when his father got assassinated in 1865 at Forest Theater, he was nearby at the White House, and then he was at his father's deathbed when they took him like, across the street and died. Um, He was at the 6th Street train station in Washington, D.C. in 1881 when James A. Garfield was assassinated, and he was literally an eyewitness to the event and actually saw it. And then when McK- uh, William McKinley got assassinated in 1901 in Buffalo, New York, he was literally outside the building where he got assassinated. And the insane part is, but not not his father's assassination, but the other two assassinations, he was personally invited there by the president. That's insane. And it is that's said, a, and it crazy. is said later in his life, he was a, he, he another president sent him an invitation to be somewhere, and he quote said, "No, I'm not going." And they'd better not ask me because there's a certain fatality about presidential functions when I am present. At least he's self-aware. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would totally do the same thing. I'd be like, I'd be so superstitious. Be so That's paranoid special. just to be like, I'm nope. I would just be like, nope, leave me out of it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't care if I'm the son of a president. <laughs> I want to stay away because you never know. No, that's absolutely bonkers, and I can't believe you found that. As always, you always amaze me, and that's insane. I still can't believe Matt had all three. I'm really bad with that presidential history stuff. I can't even tell you the order in which they were presidents. I could list probably more than 10 uh, if I'm lucky. So, uh, yeah, that's absolutely insane, and I don't want that guy anywhere near me ever, but I don't have to worry about it. So it's all good. But, yeah, that's crazy fine, Nick. I'm glad you found that one. I love my history. That was a cool a cool hit, I did not know that. What are the, the, the thing is, too, those locations are nowhere near each other. DC and then Buffalo, like what? Crazy. He was invited. Yeah, either way though, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, okay. You well, think about even the more detailed the, circumstances of him being like anywhere else, like oh no, I had a trip planned, or oh no, I had like I he mean, was not like the wrong time, I guess. Yeah, I guess you don't really say no to president, so it'd be what it'd be. But that's crazy. That's I guess you have to after three of them die, then it's like yeah, no, I'm not coming. But <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's just that's just bonkers. That's just bonkers. Fred, um, we're getting like halfway. Let's hear an ad. We'd be there. Uh, Nick, we got a good one this week. We got a great a great uh, piggybacking sponsor here. It's going to be the Smileizer 100. You ever heard of it, Nick? No. Nick, this thing is great for people like you because, one, I know how much you love oral devices. You pop this thing in your mouth. It's about the size of an Advil pill. And what it does is it puts this holographic portrayal using proprietary technology so you can always be pissy and gruesome or whatever and cranky. That was the wrong word. You can be pissy and cranky and put on a smile for everyone around you. They see your pearly whites, but you could be going through some shit or whatever. It's kind of like those depression commercials where they put the mask on over their face and they're all sad and dark or whatever, but they're showing a smile and no one gives a crap. So you can do that. It's 100% mood changing. Um, you don't even have to worry about it. People aren't going to ask you questions. You'll be good to go. And it's made by the Shiny Teeth Company. You know the song. You know the jingle. Chip Skylark sings it. My shiny teeth and me company so yeah good stuff um get yours today guys uh great product great great sponsorship here at full circle yes i should uh buy some for next time i see you smile as 100 baby just you know what i mean like next time you see matt matt's like telling you a story that you don't care about you can just be like smile as 100 and just smile at him <laughs> and then ask him for feet pics or whatever um <laughs> i'll send them to you right right away right away <laughs> instantaneous right, we're, we're have already jump. queued up I'm not even surprised by that. I'm Matt, staring I'm at my like, phone. Nick, Nick, you know what time it is, right? I'm staring at my phone for feet pics. What? No one's got time for that. It's time for 
Oh, shoot. I hit the wrong button. Hang on. I gotta, where is it? This one. This is the one I want. Hang on. No, that's not it. Hang on. All right. Hang on. Hang on. It's time for the moment with Matt. Matt, I hope you don't care that I adopted the dream, dramatic piano as your opener. But I, I really No, actually, it. I like that. It's got that daytime Indie vibe. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, soothing vibe just to get it started to a new topic by me. Guys, All right. <laughs> so welcome, everyone, to A Moment with Matt. So today, Fred, Nick, you guys remember old viral videos from YouTube? Of course. Remember that like kind of thing? Indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. It was a- so do you remember specifically Charlie Bitmay? Yes, I do. That video. For the audience who didn't hear that, I want to hear that again. That was good. One more time. Ouch, Charlie. Charlie Bitmay. That video. Got you. So it was an original viral video on YouTube that was uh, <clears throat> in 2007. So about it, it was taken off YouTube after selling for $760,000, which is about $538,000 in uh, in pounds, or 538,000 pounds. So, and it was turned into non-fungible tokens. Remember when Nick was talking about that? When it's, it's like a basically a digital certificate. So it's like being sold as art. Yeah, like you own the right, like that original tweet right, or something. Right, right? Yeah. so they put up, so the family, the, the Davies Carr family, put it up for auction, put the clip up for auction for a non-fungible token. And um, so in in a matter of hours, the auction had a dramatic increase in price. And it's like final hours. People were bidding really high. It was like me master and some other clip. Um, it was like clip something uh, that were fighting for, for the price. And I think that the clip uh, page was the one that got it, got the bid, the final bid. Um, and so this family, these two kids that are now 15 and 17, so they're about to graduate high school almost. Um, yeah, so they're, they're using the money to um, for their future, basically. They haven't spe- specifically said exactly what, but I'm assuming possibly college or whatever they want to next get into. So what do you guys think about that? This non-fungible tokens now being used for I'm going to jump clips. on that. Especially yeah, I, something as viral as that. I think if they're using it the right way, Matt, I'm sure you could agree with this. If they're using it the right way, college education, start, business startup, investing, anything really, congrats. Um, did you get a number on that by chance? I didn't. I didn't hear a number there. Did you? Did they mention? He how said much a number. Got? Pay attention. Yeah, seven hundred sixty thousand dollars. Oh, I thought you said with eight thousand pounds because okay. they're, they're British, I believe. Yeah, no, you're fine. I misunderstood. I thought you said it grew in the last second there. I thought it, I didn't know it was to that number. My 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 yeah. bad. But either way, it's so okay. even if they split it between the two of it, them, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and this and just again, this video, the viral video has see, has been seen like around up to this day, eight hundred eighty plus million views. Yeah, that's people are that's still. I, I I feel like people are still watching it for the first time. Like think about like younger kids are like still seeing that video. It's still up now. You can still see it, but it's eventually going to get taken off probably within the next, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe a month. Because I think this is a unique testament because – and I'm sorry to jump ahead of you, Nick, but I think it's a unique testament because I think this is the way the world's going to start going. I think that, that it's not like a video currency per se. I don't think it'll go that far, but like this is just a fascinating – like it's the new Pokemon. It's the new Yu-Gi-Oh. It's this new era of, of what's considered valuable and – I know this sounds really ridiculous, guys. This might be a weird spinoff. And Nick, I want your thoughts on this, Matt, you as well. 
it's hard to find old videos. Like you look at video, like, I, I mean this, Nick, you were there. I made that Harlem shake video. I found an old iPod that we had that on in the, like it was on the iCloud or something from years ago. And I bear, dude, I took me years to find that. And I still don't have it to this day. Like I have no idea where that went. I don't know if it got deleted. I think the iPad like, or the iPod died. I mean, I can't get that video if I wanted to. So if you own the rights and there was a way to secure that, as like a lifelong thing or something we could pass on. I mean, to have it's, it's unique in, in like, I don't know how to explain it. It's as individual as anything else. It would be like a trading, like a rookie card. It's, it's got that value to those who see it that way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not surprised at this. This is kind of cool. What do you think? Yeah, dude, I think it's cool. But so when Matt originally told me this, cause he told me this yesterday, I was like kind of wondering like, why would someone pay so much money for this video? But it makes perfect sense when you say like, a website purchases this video, right? And now this website's going to put it up there and they're going to collect ad, re- ad revenue on that video. So they might even make their money back from it. So that's kind of smart. Like it's good for those, though, that family, right? Now they're going to have family to help their kids. They're going to be, they're going to be really like have a great jump start on the rest of their life. Like that's really smart. And um, yeah, I just, I think, I think it's a good idea. I think it's awesome. Yeah, so, and also it's funny because the family said, I know a lot of people say this, but um, they just said that they really um, just took the video out of just watching their kids grow up and boom, it just went viral because uh, they put it on YouTube. Um, So like other family members who didn't have access to, uh, or like they couldn't send it in another form, they just posted it. And now, and then it went viral and it's crazy. So they didn't, it was no intention for, for fame or whatever you want to, or viralness on the internet, but that's just how it works out. And now they can get a lot of money, Fred. I just think it's fascinating in this regard too. And I'll kind of spin this up because I know we're getting a little bit late and I do want to get into our last topic because I'm super hype about it. But, um, I just want to say, I mean, the other thing too, is it's one of those things like in time, like Nick's right. They might get ad ad space for it, or somebody might want to buy the rights later on and use it for something small and get money's worth. Or they can, I mean, they say non-fungible now, but that could always turn around. Maybe they sell it again and exchanges hands at a later thing. But um, this is the one that I just want to say is like, it, it's, it's a piece of history. Like it might be worth a little bit now, it might be a little bit worth more in like 50 years, but in a hundred years or 150 years, if they can transition it into a new media, like that's your grandparents, that's your great grandparents you know, we, it's hard to find, you look at like hard to find old pictures, of your own family and stuff like that, or old lineage. But like those people, that's going to be around forever. Like that will always be immortalized. It's just like a neat way of preserving something in my eyes too. So just a very, very unique outlook, but um, again, for the sake of time, I am going to rush it. And I really appreciate you finding that story, Matt. That is absolutely fascinating. And I had no idea, but Char- I think it's Charlie bit my finger. I think is the name of the, the thing, right? Yes. Um, and Nick, real go- quick yeah, to all these people that were online complaining and mad how they're taking it off YouTube. Y'all idiots haven't watched that video in forever. I know yeah. it. None of y'all have ever watched that video in years. And you didn't even think of it until this came up. So shut your damn mouth. Let yeah, them go get watch the another money. One. Go watch Baby Shark and keep rising that up to 9 billion views, you nerds. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, all right, last topic. I'm going to jump into it real quick. Guys, plain and simple. Live for Barstool. You know the drill. Um, Saw this. Top fictitious restaurants you wish you could eat at. Both animated, non-animated, kid, regular shows. Who knows? But me, Nick, Matt. IG Matt, we got it. We got the list. Top 10 fake restaurants we'd eat at right now. We're going to get the 10 to 4, and we're going to give you our top three. So who wants to go first? Who wants in on this? I'll go first. All right, Nick. Nick, go bottom of the list to the top, and I want reasons. I want want a detail because 
Some of these might have insane meal items or, or some nostalgia. Give me, give me the stories. What do you got? Number 10, La Ratatouille. Now, that's the little restaurant that Remy the Rat opens at the end of Ratatouille. Why it's all the way down to number 10, you may ask, because he makes great food. He's a freaking rat. I don't trust him at all. I mean, I be- he's barely on my list. I mean, he's probably really good food, but a rat's make my food. Yuck. Number nine. Panucci's from Futurama. That's a little. Re- that's the pizza restaurant that Fry, the main character of Futurama, worked at before he got frozen in time. And the pizza just looks delicious on the screen. So I would love to try that. Number eight. Bronto Burger from the Flintstones. Now this is a throwback. This is this is the place where I don't know you got you guys have everyone has seen Flintstones. You know those giant rack of ribs that he puts on the side of his car that makes his car flip over. I would love to eat that. That looks so good. I mean, look at how much ribs you get. It's probably not probably a couple pebbles all cost. Sounds great. Number seven, the Frosty Palace from Greece. Who doesn't like a good Frosty? And I mean, it's got a great fifties vibe to it. Who doesn't want to go there? Number six, Chokey Chicken from Rocco's Modern Life. Whenever you see them eating their like bucket of fried chicken in that show, it looks delicious. And, and I love my chicken. You guys all know that. I had a KFC chicken sandwich today, by the way. Delicious. Make sure you guys have that. Yeah, I love my chicken. It looks great. Number five, Cafe 80s from Back to the Future 2. When they go into the future to 2015, they go to a Cafe 80s. It's all like, there's no people serving them or whatever. It's all machines. It looks great. I mean, it's 2021. We don't have Cafe 80s. I don't know why. Someone should open up. It's great. And then number four, Good Burger. Home with a Good Burger. Can I take your order? Who doesn't want to go to Good Burger? All right, Matt, let's hear yours. All right. So for me, number 10, Chubby's Famous from Boy Meets World. That's like a place that the uh, guys went to like every day. It was just like these, it was just basically this hole in the wall, big burger. So good. Number nine was Arnold's Drive-In from Happy Days. So Fonzie, the place where Fonzie hung out and all the, all the, all those other people. I didn't watch that show, obviously the older show, but it was good. It looks like a cool place to hang out. Number eight, Harry Housens from Monsters Inc. It's where Mike Wazowski takes his girlfriend to that really fancy <laughs> restaurant. Looked really. Is that where fancy. he does the stand up? No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is just where he takes her. It's like the like the most uh, like famous Christine, restaurant in town. It's like, yeah, like you need the reservations. Yeah. Uh, number seven, McSpanky's from Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> uh, number six is Jack Rabbit Slims from Pulp Fiction. It's the dance restaurant. And Pulp Fiction with uh, John Travolta's character and Samuel L. Jackson hang out. Good one. Number five is La Ratatouille. Like I said, don't even care about that it's a rat. It seems like it was very <laughs> good food in Paris. Number four, Moe's Isley Cantina from Star Wars. It's where in the little city where um, everyone, uh, where like Luke and, and like Han Solo chilled at. And then Jabba the Hutt was there sometimes. Like it's, it's would have been pretty cool to get a drink there. Man, I don't want to interrupt, but I'm not going to get the name right. So I'm just going to say honorable mention for me. I, I really struggled to not put that on my list. It's not there, but I can't say the name and I'm 100% with you. Go ahead on your last one. What's your fourth? That was my fourth. Oh, that was your fourth? Oh, Mose snap. Moe's okay. Isley. Damn. Oops. All right. Mose Isley Cantina. Mose Isley Cantina. That shit looked, it's always got like the dope music and the jazz. <laughs> the jazz. <Yeah. laughs> yep. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, first of all, I overlaid a lot with you guys, but there's a lot of them that I don't have that are different. So I'm with you. Um, 
my 10th is Nick's seventh, the frosty place from Greece. You know, I want that milkshake. You know, I want that greasy burger. As much, I want it as greasy as my hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, number nine, JJ's Diner from Parks and Rec. Okay, I want all the bacon. I want all the eggs. Chill vibe, small town. You know what's up. Eight for me, Toretto's Cafe. Okay, Brian O'Connor gets the tuna sandwich. No crust. Place has got to be slamming. Cool vibe. Cool vibe, all right? And then seven for me is the opposite of Nick. Nick had the Future Diner at number five. I have Lou's Cafe, which was the 80s version, or no, the 60s version of the, the diner when he goes back, Nick, in the first movie. Um, yeah. get the chocolate milk. That's Lou's Cafe. That's the one I have at seven. Guys, number six, overlooked but never underlooked, Bob's Burgers, baby. Bob's Burgers. Want a burger there so bad. And then five is Mudka's Meat Hut from Emperor's New Groove. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what the hell they serve there, but I'm all about that book (laughs) thing. I want it. And then um, lastly for me, number four is um, Nats 5 and Nick's 10. Gusto's slash La Ratatouille, either one. Uh, I'm all about that. Yeah, I actually had Gusto's too. I realized I forgot that they were different restaurants, Gusto's and La Ratatouille. But yeah, that's so it. I scribbled right. out Gusto's, but I guess Slash. I'll say Slash. Gusto's. I'm actually really impressed Slash. with the variety here, boys. I thought we were going to have a lot of overlap, but let's get into those that that the podium, the podium. Nick, top three, hit it. Top three, number three, Soup Nazis Restaurant from Seinfeld. I mean, this guy is a total dick to anyone that comes into his restaurant. And if you make one mistake, he kicks you out and says, "No soup for you." But the soup is so delicious that no one cares, and it goes there and takes this braiding or whatever. That's how good a soup is, so I got to try it. Like, Jerry tried so hard to get back in there every mess it up. I would totally go there. Oh, Number- real quick, Nick, you know, that's just amazing. That's amazing. I, I that's can't a great find. Great that one. Number two, I mean, I'm sure some of you guys are going to have this as well, but the crusty crab. I would love a patty, a crabby patty and eat so many that I blow up, just like Squidward. And number one, Matt already said it. I didn't think anyone have it, but Moe's Isley Cantina from Star Wars. I mean, the music. I mean, everything about wow. it. I would love to eat there. That's my number I honestly one. didn't think anyone was going to have that. I don't I think was so. Nice. Like I said, one, yeah, it's, a, it's a vibe. It is. A whole vibe. Matt, top three. What do you got? <laughs> number three, Nick already said it. Good Burger from the movie Good Burger. Awesome. My number two, same as Nick. I love to eat a Krabby Patty. That would be so delicious. By made by SpongeBob. Mm. What about Pretty Patty? And number one, because it's got the arcade Pizza Planet from Toy Story. Arcade Martians. Give me a Martian. Give me a big soda. Give me some pizza. Oh, so good. Guys, I'm just so proud of this fucking group. Matt, we could go on a date after this because mine's pretty much dead ass in line with yours. Um, first of all, Matt, I am mad at you because you seriously downplayed McSpanky's. Okay? Milkshakes, Wait, burger, real quick, pizza. Real quick. I know you mentioned it before. That's why I didn't want to get into more detail. Oh, fair enough. I yeah, thought no, you no, were going to get hyped about it. All it all comes down to one crisp beverage, Matt. What beverage am I talking about? What would I get at McSpanky's, Nick? Matt, what would I get? I can't remember what it's called. Purple flip. I get get a purple flip. Yeah, I I, I didn't know. The the, the highest end fake invention of all time that I would love to do, even over restaurants, purple heckin' flip has got to be the greatest soda. Oh, I want to try it so bad. McSpanky's at three. Krusty Krab at two, guys. They go right to your thighs. Then you blow up. Then you blow up. All right, get yourself a Krabby Patty. I'm hype. 
I'm hyped. Sponge is kicking it in the kitchen. Oh, and then absolutely, Matt, you did not let me down. Nick, you absolutely did. Pizza heckin' planet. You fill your car up with some Dynaco gas. You head on over to Pizza Planet. You get lit up. You go to the crane. You could get a freaking Sheriff Woody. You could get a Buzz Lightyear. You might get three Martians. Who knows where you're going to get Pizza Planet, arcade, best pizza around, and the ultimate delivery vehicle. It's a freaking old Yoda truck. What are you going to do? You know? Oh, <laughs> Pizza Planet. Dude, I've been hyping on you that. You see your boy Sid there. Sid. Sid, maybe you know he's going to be terrorizing the local kids. What a bully. What a pain in the butt. And then look out for that freaking yellow truck with the spaceship on the spaceship on top. Might just run your family over. Can't drive for crap. Oh, oh, Pizza Planet. Oh, Pizza Planet. All right, guys, I got to lead into this one quick story. I promise I won't take much time. I know oh, we're no, before now. you go to that story, right? Before you have the story, I have something related to this. Also, real quick, poll question. Obviously, we got to do this. No, what would it. you guys rather eat? Pizza Planet or Most Isley Cantina from Star Wars? Fair enough. Fair well, enough. Real quick. Yeah, that's gonna be wait, good oh wait, Nick, Nick, one more, Nick, one more. Purple Flurp or Dr. Pepper? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I like a purple flurp. Purple flurp or Dr. Pepper all day. All right. No, guys, Fred, I gotta tell you this. I have one that's related to this topic real quick. What do you got? I have two places I would never want to eat that are imaginary, and that's the Chum Bucket and Patty's Irish Pub from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I do not trust any of those idiots <laughs> to make my food. Dude, I do dude, not trust pick them. one. Pick one that everybody knows. Would you ever eat at the Chum Bucket? Would you ever eat at the Chum Bucket? Because I don't watch Sunny's uh, Always Sunny. I should, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, but it's I definitely think Chum not up the code. We'll say Chum, I, I know that much. I've seen the trailers. I like. I get the vibe, but I think the Chum Bucket just hits a wider audience. Would you guys eat at the Chum Bucket? with your master chef plankton in his computer no absolutely <laughs> not um but guys i have to get into this again i'll try to keep it as brief as i can um i literally googled best fake restaurants on google during the segment before like researching the segment and guys there's a wild story it's on wikipedia vote you know donate to wiki okay that somebody made a fake restaurant that got top reviews and was one of the top restaurants in london on TripAdvisor. it wasn't real it wasn't real you guys want to hear this I I actually think I know the story, but I would love to hear it again. Right. Yeah, I'd like to I hear would, it. I've never heard this. I've never heard about this, so I'm just going to read it real quick. I'm reading an article. I printed it off Wikipedia because I was so dumbfounded. I'm just going to read it as is, okay? The Shed at Dulwich was a spoof restaurant in a garden shed in Dulwich, London. It was created as a hoax by journalist Oba Butler for Vice Magazine and became the top-rated restaurant in London on TripAdvisor before the listing was taken down. The restaurant was open for one night in November of 2017, serving 10 guests, including a couple from California. The faux theme was moods, and the butler photographed plates of food creating using household products, including shaving foam, dishwashing tablets, one item on the menu purpose to be empathetic vegan-based, uh, clams um, with parsnips, carrots, etc. But it, it didn't, it wasn't real. It wasn't real. People had, like, you looked up top restaurants in the area, and you were told about the shed at Dulwich, and it was literally someone's shed. I just love it. I Yo, love everything so, about it. You know how I heard about this? You guys can go look it up. Fred, you should watch it after this. There's actually an 18-minute YouTube video that Vice put out, like, showing them creating this West restaurant and how they got to number one. It's insane. Just Is it search. like a mini documentary, like a mini-mentary or something? Yeah, it's literally 18 minutes long. Just search how to become TripAdvisor's number one fake restaurant on YouTube. It's by Vice. It's 18 minutes video, and it shows how this person made their shed the number one restaurant in, in London. That's so dope. That is so dope. But it was just, I stumbled on it. You know what I mean? I'm over here trying to find like, you know, freaking McSpankies and find out that there's some fake restaurant in London. So had to read it. I hope you guys hadn't heard that story before. I didn't waste your time. Uh, but let's get into song of the week and let's get out of here. Uh, Nick, Matt, songs of the week. Hit them. Look at me by XXX Tanacion.
Extension. Extension. Matt, song. Human by Rag and Bone Man. Rag and Bone Man. What era is that? 80s? 90s? Mm, no, like 2000s. Oh, damn. Maybe Never even like early 2010s. All right, all right. I'm a devil. And guys, mine is STFU by Mansions. It's actually Mike Posner and um, Black Bear, if I'm not mistaken, um, to go by the name Mansions. Uh, killer song. So that's it for this week, guys. Those are the songs of the week. I hope you enjoyed uh, our, our weird stories. Uh, I was really hyped about this lineup. Uh, let us know on Instagram, again, at full.circlepodcast. If you agree with our um, restaurant lineup, if you think you'd eat at the Chum Bucket, get involved. That's what we got the page for, social media. Uh, but thank you again, as always, for listening, and send Nick your feet pics. Feet Gross. Thank you for listening to this episode of Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Be sure to check out our sponsors and follow us on Instagram at full.circlepodcast for polls and updates.